it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's up, and it's up, and it's up, and it's up. That song is stuck in my head. We're going to get to that in a minute here. Um, but first of all, t- you know, today we're brought to you by socks. Socks are, you know, they're almost like a shoe that goes inside of your shoe. So before we had these, um, we had shoes. Shoes were invented in the year 1511 by um, a man named George Schumanton. And he, but he didn't think of socks. He didn't. In fact, it would be centuries. We would have to wait until somebody thought, hey, you know what? I don't like the feeling of this, the inside of the shoe on, on my foot. I, I like not feeling the ground, but my, my little footsie doesn't like whatever this material is on the inside. In fact, I'm getting blisters. And given that Band-Aids haven't been invented yet, it, they keep getting worse and worse and worse. What can we do? What could we do? Like a little foot condom, something like that, and boom, and boom. Uh, David Sockington went straight to his sewing machine, and he invented the first ever sock. And at first, he only came up with one, and then it was recommended to him to do two, one for each foot, and he did that. And, you know, the rest is really history. There, And we've been fortunate enough to inherit a world where socks exist, where you never have to, you know, wake up and question, what is going to go between my foot and this shoe and so shout out thank you to socks for um you know sponsoring the podcast for today www.socks.com slash um nesson for 27.34 percent off your next pair of socks let's hop into it and uh oh by the way really quick i got a sock question for you do you wear when you're at home do you wear socks in your house i do not wear socks in my house and not to bash the sponsor that I, that I literally just teed up, but I, I mean, I wear socks when I go out, but at home, I like to feel the floor. I like to feel the carpet. I like to feel the hardwood. I don't know. Is that crazy? Socks are a little too formal. I want my feet to be free. I think as much as you can have free as, as often as you can take advantage. You got your whole life to wear socks. How many times you get to be at home and have those feet out? Keeping them fresh. Let them breathe, dude. God damn it. Let your feet breathe for once. If you have socks on right now, take one of them off. Why don't you do a little experiment? Walk around all day. Take one sock. You know, you don't just dip a toe. Literally just dip a toe in this. Take one sock off of one foot. Keep a sock on the other one. And you let me know at the end of the day which which foot feels better. Which one feels happier? Which one feels warmer? Which one... No, not warmer because that would be a sock. Which one feels... um, more at home and then go from there. So anyway, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You do your sock thing. Okay. Now this song, do this Cardi B song has been in my head all day. I, I don't even know, dude, I don't even know where I heard this. Cause I don't listen to the radio. Not that I know anyone who does, but I got this up. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up. Have you heard that? It's up, then it's up. If it's up, then it's up. And then it's up. And I think the song is about being up, which is good, which is good. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea, but it's not down. You can't really have a successful song or an inspirational song about down. Nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to go down. And if you just turn that into an inappropriate joke, I commend you. Well done. You may have the instincts to be a comedian. Because you saw what was there, but none of us took it because it was too easy. But nobody, everyone wants to go up all the time. So here's the lyrics of the song. I, I took the liberty of looking these up. And these are... Um, I mean, 
you don't you don't use the word genius too often, but these, I mean, I'll just say it for you can decide for yourself. So we're gonna skip past the uh, past the first verse here, and we're gonna hop right into you know this is about twenty percent into the song. This is a new verse. We go big big bag bussin out the Bentley Bentega, which I think is a really expensive car. Man, Balenciaga Barty, back in all these bitches fucked. <laughs> It's big bag bussin out the Bentley Bentega. Man, Birkin bag, Barty back, and all you bitches fucked. Come on. How do you even come up with such a thing? Listen to the elegance of that. Let's try that again. Big bag bussin out the Bentley Bentega. Man, Balencia, Barty back, and all these bitches fucked. It's big bags bussin out the Bentley Bentega. Man, Birkin bag, Barty back, and all you bitches fucked. Man, tell you what, if the letter B was worth a dime, that would be a lot of cash. That would be a lot of cash in that verse. <laughs> what does big bag bussin mean? I mean, now here's the here's the um chorus though. This is where it really takes off. I like this. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Huh? Up, then it's up. If it's up, then it's stuck. If it's up, then it's up. Then it's up. Then it's stuck. Huh. Now let's just take a moment. Take a second to really absorb that in. That is the entire uh, chorus of this song. And you know, when I think about these songs over history, I think about the words in Stairway to Heaven. I think about, you know, Let It Be by John Lennon. Um, even Even Blackbird by the Beatles, a commentary on social class and racial distinction. And then I think about this song, because this is brilliant. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. You got it? But listen to this. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Huh? Up, then it's up. If it's up, then it's stuck. Oh, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Huh, <laughs> dude, what a brilliant you. It's almost like somebody got challenged. They're like, listen, the way the music industry works is the, if you can say we get paid for every up in this song. So find a way to get Tony, find a way to get that word in there. You're going to make money. You're, you get royalties off the ups. All the other words, you don't make any money, but if you, every up that you get in there, you get another percentage point on this song. And this guy went to work and he's thinking about, well, if it is up, then what, then what could it be? Well, it could be stuck. That's true. If something goes up, it could get stuck. And then if it's up, it could get stuck again. And then what I'll do is cut out the, the other, then I'll, just, then I'll just say up and then go straight to stuck and then remind them that it's up and don't forget it is stuck. And anyway, that song's been in my head all day. Shout out to Cardi B, whoever wrote the song. I, I don't know if she writes her own lyrics, um, but whoever whoever did that, lyrical genius. Lyrical genius. I mean, there's nowhere to go. I was going to say nowhere to go but up from there because it's stuck. Listen to that song. I, it is a catchy-ass song, though. Somehow they figure it out. And I always wonder, you know, that's the interesting thing um, about the Beatles. 
to me. We're going to go from this up to a real serious. Like the Beatles actually found ways to make hit after hit after hit. And I always wonder, like, is that just is that just pure talent? Or is it did they figure out some formula that's the secret sauce that they knew they could plug stuff into? And it would be I mean, the level of they put out a ton of work, but the number of hits they had is really insane and really good music. Now, it's no up if it's stuck. But they got some absolute uh, classic tunes that, um, yeah, I wonder if they, and maybe it's just, you know, I like to think it's just creativity. It's just the artist being dialed in at the time where they're the most creative and something special was happening. Because that could be true, too. That could be true, too. And sometimes you forget that part of art. You forget that part of any creative endeavor. And then you hear a song that inspires you. You hear a song like Up. Up, then it's stuck, and you hear something getting stuck, and you go, wow, maybe I, I can do anything. <laughs> should really follow my dreams out here. So anyway, I hope, um, you know, I hope if it's up for you guys, it's not stuck. Uh, now, speaking speaking of things being stuck, we are whipsawing around in a colossal, all I could explain this is a colossal turn of events, going from full lockdown out here in Berta, where I am, to literally they're like, yeah, we're going to be open by July. And I'm talking full open. Like We're going right now, there's lines to get into Costco. And starting June 1, we're already hopping into like phase, it's phase one, two, and three. And they're like, three is happening at the beginning of July. You can go out there um, and everything's going to be no more restrictions, nothing. You don't even have to wear pants is what they're saying. They're saying in July, you won't even have to wear pants. You tell me that's up and it's stuck. You know, you want to see something up and stuck. How about no pants for anyone? Huh? That is crazy. So it's good news. It's almost scary news. You know, when you get into this, and I think I've said this before, but when you get into this mode of living, you form new routines, you get comfortable. And now they're like, nah, dude, everything's open in July. It's almost scary to go back out. You're like, I forgot how to do things. How do I socialize? How do I restaurants? How do I patio? How do I um, sporting events? How do I concert? Right? And for me, I'm like, how do I do stand-up? Do I remember how to do this? I don't know. But overall, that's great news. We're going to be back. Back, baby. It's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be a hot summer out there. Uh, Potentially no masks. Nothing. Come on, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Now, this weekend previous one we were still under lockdown but i think what's going on is because it was so nice outside everyone's realizing that there's almost nothing you can do you can go to the park and hang out and that's what we did we went down to the river we went to the park and because there's nothing else to do the cops the cops are being real lax on the public drinking and i don't know if that's if they're always like that down at the, you know, this place that we went at the river or if it's because they're like, listen, man, these people, they got to have something. But we were down there. I mean, people were sitting around outside, just straight up six packs drinking white claws, dude, white claws all over the place. And so we had, uh, yeah, we had some wine and I, I actually poured mine into a couple swell bottles to hide it, to be mischievous and hide it. And, uh, then we get there and it's just like, everyone is just literally walking around drinking and none of the cops give a shit. So I don't know. It was kind of cool to see. I like that. I, I, I've always been envious of cities, you know, where there's like, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans, where you can walk around and just drink. 
And, uh, you know, apparently that's illegal up here. Apparently you can't just do that, but people were doing it this weekend and we followed suit, man. That was one of the most fun when it's sunny outside. I just love that sitting in a place is an activity and it's awesome. That's all you got to do. You're like, I'm doing something. I'm outside. I'm sitting on a towel outside. I'm, I'm living, you know, I'm really living this day the best that I should. And I love that. That it's so simple. Now here's what wasn't simple is they need to get someone out there with dude. I don't know how you do this, like a pressure washer or a tractor or, you know, a small rake. I don't know. But the, the issue we have with our river in Calgary is these, the Canadian geese run that place, man. They run it. And by run it, I mean, they, they poo everywhere. So we're, we're there with like, a, you know, a blanket from our house to sit down on. And I'm like, dude, there was no good spot. I'm like, there's poo everywhere. There's poo. And people are sitting down. I'm like, did they get the, the non-poo spots? And then you realize everyone just, I guess, you know, I guess everyone just accepts it. They're like, you know what? We're sitting down. It's poo. It's poo. That was gross. So then we got our, this, you know, we brought the blanket home after it had little, you know, geese turds in it. Ugh. Can someone go clean that? Oh, why is it everywhere? I hate those animals, dude. I hate Canadian geese. That's why I actually have a bit about this. I hate them. They they poo everywhere. They attack people. And now they're ruining like the one field that we get to go hang out in. Come on. So I don't know if anyone here from city council listens to this or anyone who is a, you know, a bird scientist or even a poo scientist. All of those are applicable. Can you hit us up with a way to get rid of that stuff? Because that was that was really throwing me off. Now, once the wine, um, once the wine activated, I no longer somehow I didn't care anymore. Somehow I actually completely forgot about it. And then we got home the next day, and <laughs> somehow this, the blanket is like back on one of the chairs in our living room. And I remember I was sitting looking at it. I'm like, it's got these little things on it, and I'm like, I completely forgot that we use that for sitting down. And all of a sudden, it occurred, I'm like, oh my god, this is the poo blanket. This is the poo blanket. Right. And Jen is like, oh, yeah, I put it back. I'm like, why would you, this goes, this needs to go into a dumpster or on fire or the washing machine. It's covered in geese stuff. And it's just part of our living room now. So that, that was really disgusting to me. That threw me off a lot. So other than that, though, man, just an amazing day. You sit outside and a lot of rallies. I will say this, a lot of rallies going on. I don't know. And here's the thing. We were, we sat in one spot initially. And it's funny because there was really no one over there. You know, you had this big field and, you know, usually when you go over there, there's a lot of people and it was wide. And we, we, you know, naive, we sit down and we're like, oh, I wonder why no one's over here. This is a great spot. It's a great spot to set up. I wonder how could we get so lucky and have this spot? And then you look, you looked over to your right and you see a bunch of people standing up. And when you see people, you know, you see 40 people standing up close in this type of, you know, in a global pandemic outside. And uh, it's not a good sign. It's not a good, and they're all standing up in there. And then you see a guy have a, a megaphone and you go, oh, great. We're at the rally. What is this one? Because there's two giant rallies going on in Calgary right now. There's one that is anti-mask and there's one that is anti-circumcision. And ultimately, I guess that's sort of the same thing. Isn't it? I mean, deep down, one's for your face, one's for your dick, you know. But essentially, these people are fighting the same fight. It's about freedom. 
And I don't know. Dude, I don't know if it was all one rally. I know at one point we were sitting on the field and we look over and there's like this group marching down the path. And there's like, I don't know, 150 of them. And they're just marching. And, you know, at first I was just laughing because it looked like they were going to stick to the path. And then they get off the path. And sure enough, they start heading towards us. And now we're just in the midst. You know that scene in the in the Lion King where there's like the wildebeest running? And I think it's like little, um, I think it's the little lion has to stay safe. That's how I felt. Because they all, you know, kind of filtered around us and we're just around these maniacs. I think it was an anti-mask thing. Which, by the way, like I said, we're done. We're done masks in like three weeks. Relax. It's almost done. Honestly, three more weekends and we're good. You don't need to rally now. It's already been done. So the, there, I think that's what it was. And I don't know. Maybe it was the circumcision one, dude. All I know was like the first wave, probably like 30 people were actually into it. They had signs. Their faces were painted. Megaphones. They're clapping. Whatever, right? They got, their, they got that septum piercing. That's how you know someone's into something. You know, when somebody has a septum piercing, that one that looks like, like what a bull would have, that's an indicator that says, I'm ready to go to a protest. Almost any kind of protest. If there's one going on, I'll be there. I'm ready. So that was like the first wave. And then everyone after them was like, I don't even know why they were part of this rally. They just seemed like they like they were pushing strollers. They were walking way slower than the front. They were like laughing. And I'm like, I don't even think you guys are part of this. I feel like you were literally just walking around, nothing to do. And you're like, shit, let's just go join. Right. You know, like that thing that white people do at weddings where there's, you know, everyone forms a train and they start dancing through the dance floor and then people just start hopping on the back of it. You know, you got nine people in this train. Whoa, how zany. This is a fun wedding. People are doing the train. Oh, my God. Just if they put on the chicken dance, this roof is going to pop. Come on. And that's what it looked like. It looked like a lot of these people just maybe they didn't even know they were part of a march. It looked like they got some people just got swept into it. And they may not have literally may not have realized that they were they were part of a thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Their whole thing. Everyone was saying, just say no, just say no. Then they I wanted to stay there and watch it. And then it just became disruptive. And there was like someone was rapping some song called Just Say No. And Just Say No, I mean. It was about the same lyrical genius as Up and It Stuck. If you thought Up and It Stuck had, a, had you know, maybe a lack of diversity in the words in the song, you should have heard this rap song that we got to hear over the weekend for this rally called Just Say No. Just Say No. All I can say is there might have been four words in the entire song, and three of them were Just Say No. <laughs> Dude, it was one of those songs I was listening and I was like, I'm not even, you know, I'm obviously not a rapper. Oh, breaking news, guys. I'm not a rapper. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> but I heard that song and I was like, I think I could write a better song. If you gave me 10 minutes, I think I could write a better song than this. Just say no, repeat over and over again. So anyway, real fun. The only downside, by the way, of sitting outside was um, there was one bathroom for everyone out in this, you know, and by the river, which is like thousands of people. There's one public bathroom. I've never been happier to be a guy in my life because I'm not, you know, super germaphobic, but I'm not touching bathroom stuff, dude. I am not touching bathroom stuff. 
And the fact that you can just walk in when you're a man and you, you know, you find the urinal and you just, you know, you just go pee. You don't have to touch anything. Yeah. It's touchless. Like our whole life is a touchless car wash. We're going to the bathroom and for girls. Oh my God. You got to like take down your romper. You could not, you could not pay me enough to sit down on a, a, a public toilet seat in a place like that. Like that, this was one of these ones where it's like, there's graffiti on the floor. You know how angry you gotta be to do graffiti on the floor of a bathroom. That's what this place was. Oh, I just want, I, I it's one of those bathrooms. I don't know if you guys ever do this, but this is the same technique I employ when there's a, uh, a porta potty is I actually take a giant breath before and I hold my breath the whole time. And I, I push my pee as hard as I can, which is super healthy, super good for you. I push as hard as I can so that I can breathe in as little of those, whatever in the air is in there as possible. Sometimes I don't make it. And that's risky because if you don't finish your pee in time, now you got to exhale and then take in a big inhale. And that kind of defeats the purpose. But this was one of those bathrooms. I just breathed in and I went in, I held my breath the whole time. I pee and I get the hell out of there. Ugh, makes me sick just thinking about it right now. But that was not up, up. And that was not stuck. That was very down, 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 down on the brown. That's so stupid. If it's up, then it's stuck. And that's all you need to think about today. Hope you have an amazing Tuesday. And uh, of course, I'll be back again tomorrow. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.